0: golf podcast presented by golficity where we bring you the tips instruction and support you need to get the most out of your golf game and now your hosts frank and mike hey guys happy new year oh yeah 2021 2021 welcome back to the golf podcast this is episode number 356 and if you're new to the podcast one thing i'll tell you is that every year we have such a great time it's one of my favorite episodes doing our goals episode so yeah, we like to do these right at the beginning of the year we wrap up our goals that from last year we talk about our goals for moving into this year and uh yeah it's kind of funny i think mike it's totally possible that i was the one who jinxed all of 2020 because we just took a quick look at last year's episode the first episode of 2020 and i was you're, amped.
1: You're like, I, this is going to be a great year. You know, this is
0: going to be the year. <laughs> yeah.
1: But and you know what, though? It kind of was. You in know, a lot of ways. In a yeah. lot of ways, it was. I mean, a lot of bad stuff has happened. But in, in our world, in the golf world, and what we've tried to accomplish, both in our game and in the company, Golficity, we've done a lot. So we'll talk about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Coming no up. Doubt.
1: So, But hey, man, new year, new
0: goals. Can't wait to look back and see if we've hit last year's yeah
1: and i'm curious to see what yours are going
0: forward for sure and and i think this is something too again for for anybody who listens regularly they know we talk about goals often uh, but something we saw like with justin thomas maybe it was two three years ago where he showed his goals before his big season It's just so important to actually, I know we all have these ideas in our mind of things we want to accomplish with our game, but it just helps so much we find to actually put them down in writing and find things that are going to focus. And also the creation of the goals in a way that you get those small goals and those big goals, what we call like our stretch goals. You need those goals that you might not hit, the ones that really push you. And then you need those smaller goals that are more attainable, that almost Sto- uh, you know, they serve as a stepping stone to the big goals. Mm. Because if you set all lofty goals, sometimes often happens is we, we give up too soon. Right. So right. I think you need some of those small wins. So it, it's, when you do set your goals, it's about being realistic with them, but also having one or two that push you, push you out of your comfort zone, because that's what ultimately makes us better golfers.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, to that point, looking back on that episode from the beginning of last year, yeah, um, I said, I, I even... I Misquote, but I said something like I'm not even gonna put breaking 80 as a goal because I just want to accomplish these small goals Yeah, and it will lead me to that goal and sure enough 2020 was the year. I finally broke 80. That's awesome. So You know well, set those small goals that
0: is proof right there that the small goals lead to the big goals So mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about our goals We're gonna continue to try to talk about some of our suggestions for you guys setting your own goals uh, and then we're gonna talk about some goals overall for golficity some things yeah. that we want to do you know 2020 for as crazy of a year as it was it was a big year for us you know the new office here the new the new podcast booth being able to do things like that and also talk about pushing you out of your comfort zone in the beginning of the year we couldn't even get out there on the golf course right you know and be we were pushed out of our com- comfort zone to try to find ways to still create fun and engaging content for you guys week over week Mm -hmm. so we did a lot of stuff from home we did a lot of indoor stuff um thankfully it wasn't too long i mean we were we were
1: shut down you know from march 13th that last friday we did the putt out contest in here to i think we met at late april we played golf finally we went back out there so it was really like two and a half three months later i remember we were so distant then and very scared the world was still scared nervous and things were still shutting down the markets were crashing and everything but hey, man, we've moved on, we've gotten a lot of golf in, we've played a lot of great rounds, and we're going to do something fun on this episode, which we're going to look back on some of our favorites. Yes. I got a bunch of different categories, very specific, and then uh, maybe some uh, some goals for next year.
0: Yeah, you know, as golfers, there's no doubt about it, we were fortunate that our sport was one of the few mm. that is distant enough that it opened back up and we were able to get out there. Um, but anyway, so speaking of, this reminds me, I want to give a special shout-out topping off this episode. Speaking of COVID, uh, one of... a, a longtime friend and listener of the show and somebody who's been on the front line battling COVID for this whole year is Dr. Will Selman. Mm -hmm. And even as busy as he's been, he has still spent the time to check in with us from time to time. So Will, it's always appreciated. Uh, Even one thing that was a big part of my year was starting the year off with these big back issues big major injuries and ended up having to do all types of uh, mris and things like that to find out that i've got a herniated disc in my neck Mm -hmm. so all through that process will was there taking a break from from everything he was doing to spend more than an hour on the phone with me helping me decide what who to see and how to see them so he's been a huge help and this just came in the mail i want to show you this mike what he sent us this is pretty cool so first, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see the Titleist box, and, and Will's got a great sense of humor. He writes, sorry, not a Titleist product inside. <laughs> right? So we'll open this thing up. And so an instant heartbreak. Instant heartbreak. Let's see.
1: This is great, because you called me, you're like, dude.
0: I called you, I'm like, what is this? What this, is this is great. I'm not expecting so, anything. a whole big, long, handwritten note from Will. Um, but what I thought was really cool, he's always looking out for us. So what he ended up sending us here, Mike, I'll give you the sent us two with the bow and everything with the
1: bow he
0: sent us two lefty clubs (laughs) one for each of us so what he said was again always looking out for our backs he said save your backs and prevent some of the injuries that come from corkscrewing in the same direction over and over again uh, you might not look like Phil, but you'll get pretty good and it forces you to reflect on a good technique. So what he's saying is if you can practice left handed swings at the range every now and then, you'll save your back. So how cool is that? <laughs> That's pretty cool.
1: That's really cool. So what we got here, this is great. We got, got a tailor made piece. A couple of seven, seven iron sixty seven iron and a ping I five hundred with the bow on it. We gotta go do it. Yeah.
0: But I thought that was great. This is so I, not cool. Not only that cool, but like it, it points out to something I wanted to bring to the attention of the audience. Because like, I know a lot of you guys probably play baseball. And I've seen a lot of baseball yeah. coaches mm-hmm. that that have you as part of your practice take cuts in the other direction. Because it's true. Years and years of swinging in the same way, or as Will says, corkscrewing in the same direction, can you know cause issues with the back. So I don't know. I think it's going to look really sloppy the first couple of times. I think so, too. But let's try it inside before we bring yeah, it Yeah, let's just not put one through the window <laughs> yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that, that's cool. So, Will, big thank
1: you. Will's been great. I mean, we've been going back and forth all year. I mean, he's, like you said, he's been on the front lines battling COVID. He's a doctor, physician, and he had, he sent us that one photo, still sticks out of my head, of him all masked up in the yes. white outfit, and he had the Golficity G on his lab coat. And yeah. his doctor. You know, just to say, because he deems himself as the Golficity physician. He's great.
0: Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what. I have been so fortunate this year that I have not had, knock on wood, any major back spasm incidents. Because when I get those, it takes me out for at least a week yeah. or two. I can't mm-hmm. swing a club. Since our trip in January to Florida. But I'll tell you a f- funny story. Funny only because uh, I'm, I'm okay. But I thought the other day, here we go again. I'm having a good back. My, my back's been in a good place, whatever. I'm driving into work the other day. And all of a sudden, I, I'm seeing the other direction. I see this car start to come across the line. And now he's coming straight at me. So- You never wanna see that. You do not you wanna, never wanna, wanna see, see that. that. I hit the horn. He doesn't flinch, doesn't move in any direction. We're, we're aiming at a head-on collision. I, as, as quick as I can, I jerk the wheel to the right to try to avoid him. He catches me in the back quarter panel and spins my car out. Then his car proceeds, thankfully there's a lot of snow, into the snowbank and people thought he was fleeing the scene because his wheels were going. He was in the snowbank, just spinning, spinning. Jeez. Now I'm in the facing the other direction. Luckily there was tons of witnesses. So everybody stops. They're checking on us. Are you okay? Mm. And I was like I I felt good. But I was like you know, just kind of like, like a little bit of shock. Yeah. Like, well, What's going on? Like, Because I remember because I, I went to like dial the cops and like normally it would be easy thing. And like I was struggling with it. I'm mm. like, I, I didn't like I wasn't Googling it right. Right. And I'm like, then I realized it was just the adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. Pump and whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But to make a long story short, he this guy does not remember the accident in any way. He thinks he fell asleep. Um, but who knows um he could have had a medical incident i don't know i didn't engage too much with him the cops were there immediately uh i know the ambulance was there um anyway long story short as the adrenaline starts to go away my back starts really tensing up because this felt like i got hip checked by like yeah i bet martin brodeur or something like that like i got i got nailed right and i'm like here we go here we go with the back so I, i i went and got checked out anyway just to be sure and and the doctors like, yeah, your back is all tense up. Gave me some muscle relaxers just to hope that I wouldn't go into spasm. And knock on wood, it's been three days. I got to thank I'm you by happy. the way. Why the was way you that?
1: the way you delivered the news to me? You started off by saying I'm fine, but here's what happened. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I can't stand there the people who say I was just in an accident, and you're like, okay, what's the next line? Right, right.
0: Thank you. No, you got it because <laughs> like you think it. about, it. you're on the other side of that call. Yeah, you're you smart enough out. to realize you that. You freak out, so I'm like, listen, thank and, you. I, and I same thing. I like, I call, I called. Uh, you know into work and i'm like, oh, right. like listen guys i'm fine but i've been in this yeah. accident i got yeah. you but anyway long story short yeah this guy whatever happened he fell asleep he was headed right at me as a head-on collision scary and, man yeah, scary I'm well, glad you can walk and scary you can, you can, you can,
1: you can kind of swing
0: a little bit right? i'm just sitting there i'm like if this guy ruined my golf game
1: yeah you know you're gonna be like you're gonna be like rookie of the year you're gonna now you <laughs> get the ball like 350 <laughs>
0: something <laughs> yeah, happened yeah you know? exactly frank's going on tour now going on tour from garden hose accident right But yeah, but fortunately, like I said, you got to be. And the guy was apologetic. Once you realize what happened, he's apologetic. And I'm like, I'm like, man, listen, we're both alive, and mistakes happen. God knows, I don't want to put myself in this guy's shoes, but who knows? Maybe he worked the night shift and he was up all night. I don't know. You no idea, right? But it was a scary situation all right, well you're here so yeah we're here so all right so let's do this i want to do our twitter tap and as always and then from there we'll dive into our goals we'll recap last year's goals and then go into this year's goals and we've got some fun and exciting ones in there and like i said we'll have a challenge to you guys that we want to hear some of your goals so start thinking about them because we're going to ask you to post your goals in the comments or you know make sure you message them in the facebook group because we want to hear some of those goals um but first things first. Um, Want to thank this week's sponsor, Titleist guys, the TSI drivers. And by the way, we're going to be doing our what's in the bag every year. We try to do a what's in the bag. We love doing that. And a big one that we're both going to end up highlighting is the TSI drivers because they really impressed us. If you didn't get a chance to go back and check out our TSI fitting, um, it's something it's, it's it's worth a watch because it is just incredible uh, how much has gone into the TSI. The Titleist really took what they learned with the success of the TS drivers and was able to use that to really level up the TSI. Um, it really does represent Titleist, Peerless persp- Pursuit of Speed, and they they continue to invest in the minds, material, and technologies it takes to push the boundaries of speed while sacrificing nothing when it comes to performance Like I said It's built on those Breakthrough advances Of the TS And the TSI It's much more than Just an extension Of the franchise Like I said And once you hit it You'll see exactly What I mean It's an investment In your game It's going to pay Dividends to come Visit Titleist.com To learn more about TSI drivers And hey Who knows guys That Maybe that's one of Your goals for this year Is to Like I said Invest in your game If it's been a while uh, There's a lot of Great new technology Out there And the oh, yeah. TSI Should be on the top Of your list of, of drivers. To try because it's um, it's been well received across the board. Uh, I've heard only good things about it, and we have that firsthand experience. that has been incredible for us. It really has. It's a shame we got to tuck it away for a couple months. I know. Well, well now we'll be hitting. We'll in, be hitting in here. We'll be hitting in that's here. True. That's for sure. All right. So diving into our Twitter tap, and uh, guys, if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Golficity so you can be part of the Twitter tap in every week. Uh, and we like to ask all different types of questions about your game and what you do out on the golf course. And this week we asked, what do you do with your cell phone while playing golf? Is it in your hand, your pocket, your locker? I think this is an interesting one because every golfer is a little bit different with this, right? Mm -hmm. Some people want to have it with them. Some people want nothing to do with their cell phone. In fact, um, that's a big Plus, for a lot of people who use the ShotScope, who you hear us talk about, you don't need to have your cell phone. Right. Everything's contained in the watch, and we'll talk about more of that, more of that in a minute. But I thought this was an interesting one um, because some people rely on it. There's a lot of great apps as well. There are on a lot of great apps that now, you can use out there.
1: I, you know, obviously, I'm, I have it out. My every, any photo or video you see of me, it's in my back pocket. Right. It's always in my back pocket, yeah. and that's where I've lost it many times. Yeah. I am not even going to talk about that again. But um, but I um. I always have it out because I'm either doing stuff on social or I'm taking photos or I'm checking emails and doing all the stuff I shouldn't be doing and focusing on my golf game, but I usually have it on me.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. I have it on me, although I tend to not check it that often. I'll usually just pull it out for one of two reasons, either to take a video or something to share for social or... I will occasionally use it as my scorecard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some some that are, do that well are like 18 Birdies app, I'll use that on right. occasion. There's a few other ones as well that I've experimented with. But sometimes if I don't want to just physically write down the score, I'll just punch it in there. Right. Um, but you know, it, I mean
1: even though ShotScope offers these like di- like distances to hazards and things like that, sometimes it's good to have a visual of a hole and you're, you pull that up and you're able to see a blind shot. Yeah. I remember that sky view, remember that par five that was
0: straight down the Wild. hill? would have never known we yeah. didn't have any type of like plus we map. have the the benefit of flying the drone, and we flew out the there. drone on that yeah but yeah but it, yeah shot scope like i said i found it to be very accurate at the end of my round when i when i go to uh sync the round and i can see that it's logged my shots but when you're out there shot scope doesn't have the cumulative score yeah. on the watch so i do like something where i'm just physically writing it down and i know where i'm at and not having to rely on my memory so uh i'll use something like that for it as well um and then Let's see here. Uh, And then we got a lot of very similar responses. So uh, Matt Savage says, I walk, so it's always in my back pocket. Uh, He uses it for inputting his scores, and so does Roger K. He says it's in the cart, um, but then he has it in his hand for the GPS app and the 18 birdies app. So like I said, Mm -hmm. while a lot of times people think of it as a distraction, um, it has become a benefit for golfers, too, because there are a lot of great apps you can use while you're out there. Right. Right. I mean – This guy, I mean, Eric, Eric's
1: GPS watch. I've seen a lot of the similar GPS. um, Casey loves golf. His dash pockets or the cart playing music. You're going to see that a lot. Playing music or I'll pull it out to Mm -hmm. take pictures and videos. A lot of people have their phones out for music. You hear a lot more music on the course. I think it's pretty cool. People listening to a little music. It's not really that distracting. Um, And then I think a lot of people take it out for pictures and videos. Because there's just so many picturesque things on a golf course. You know, Plus, someone wants to take a video of their swing. So I got to feel like it's always out for a majority of the people. No one's just going to tuck it.
0: Yeah, I think unless less course rules. I mean cuz we've online, played at right, right, private courses where you can't especially have a like cell phone at Pine out. Valley where you can't even bring it in right, or something. Right. But um here's one I hadn't seen before. Brad Underwood he says use mine as a scope. Don't have the big money to to have a good one. So that's interesting. I wonder if what he means by that. Is he's it. using the zoom function to zoom <laughs> in and see the flag? I it. It sounds like it. Yeah, it does sound like it. So
1: he's just like 5xing or 6xing his iPhone zoom.
0: Go yeah. for it um a lot but, of people but the say phone is cost three like times more in than the gps but yeah. yeah right Right. Sorry, <laughs> um if i'm walking into my back park, riding it's in the cart that's from jb mm-hmm. brady says um in the cart it gets in the way of my swing if it's in my pocket or at least it feels like it yep yeah it, it clearly it doesn't distract you but it could distract Constract others you know, yeah, other I mean, people um but it sounds like everyone's got it somewhat close it's either in the the cart the, or or in their pocket. Um, and a couple people mentioned in their bag. Scott Walker says just tosses it in his bag. There you go. Okay. Um, but one thing I'm seeing is the 18 birdies app coming up quite a bit. Um, oh, and here's a good one. Jamie Miller says, I have it in my back pocket to track uh, my steps. Um, plus, I like to have it handy when he takes photos. And he shared a couple of great photos he took out on the golf course. But that's true, too. Uh, a lot of people will use it kind of as a fitness tracker. That's true. And then you have it in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Oh, he, here. Okay, here's somebody who does get away from it. Hunter Browning says after purchasing the shot scope, the phone stays in the car. No need for it on the course. Wow. So, I mean, look, that's like I said, that's one of the big benefits. Staying in the car is aggressive. It is, but like, like I don't
1: even leave it in the car when I go in a store. I mean, I feel like you need
0: this thing with you. God I know, but in anything. a way, I kind of envy Hunter. I envy that a he can, can break it, and do God it free. God bless Hunter. I, I just, I wonder how much better we would play if we did put the distractions away. Interesting. I think you could, if on the level of people who are most distracted on the golf course, we're way up there because not yeah. only is it that we're juggling at least three cameras and a drone. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit wild and distracting, but right. we have fun doing it. Like I said, it's not a burden to us because we actually enjoy filming. We'll, our we'll never see
1: the day where we put everything away. We'll nev- we're, we're, we're never going to play a leisure. But anymore.
0: it is an interesting. Like I mean, that is a real, like let's say, a four hour just break from the distractions. It would, be so nice. it would be something else. Um. Maybe we got to cheat ourselves to that in twenty. We may have to try that. Okay. But anyway, thank you everybody who weighed in on that. There's there's a lot of good responses, and it is interesting just to see. Like I said, we're, as golfers, we're all different. With some of us, it's a distraction. Uh, for others of us, it's a tool that we use while we're out there. Um, but no matter what, the reality is, it's part of our lives. Yeah, you know, cell phones are just part of our lives it's now. Part of our lives. So People need to golfers. get in touch. Yeah, and look, we even see it on the PGA tour. Obviously, they can't have them, but they have them right in their bag. Yeah. And, and how many times have we been to PGA Tour events? The first thing that the tour players do after they walk off the 18th green is go to the bag, get their get cell phone, phone out, yep. whatever it may 15,000 be. 15,000 messages. Right, yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's – it's no matter what, we all live with it in some way or another. So it was, it was cool that everybody was able to weigh in with a little bit of that information. So. Let's do this. Let's uh, let's do a word from our sponsors, Mike. Uh, speaking of ShotScope, we got mm-hmm. a ShotScope sponsor this episode, and then we'll um, we'll dive into our goals.
1: Yeah, man, about to have some fun with this one. So, guys, big thanks to ShotScope, the all-in-one GPS stat tracking watch. And guys, the the whole you know the way we could do this episode is to ha- you know have these stats available to us to, yeah. to plan to prepare you know these stats looking back looking forward to see our greens and regulations and things like fairways hit i mean i dove into it deep last night just again refreshing my memory of how many stats are available on this thing and guys if you don't know what i'm talking about the shot scope it is a watch it goes on your wrist it's small it's like the size of an iphone they changed it this year back in july of 2020 with a new version the v3 which we've been using all year and love Mm -hmm. it smaller band color display um really really new upgrades they have longer battery life it's almost double what it it's was it's
0: been a smash it, which is why it's been sold it's been out, sold all out. <laughs> so you know
1: hopefully when you're hearing this it might still be sold out but guys if you just want to get a great watch for gps this golf season and you don't want to wait for stats you're not into stats get the g3 that's just GP- gps only it's about 170 bucks it's not going to break the bank too much um Visit shotscope.com to order yourself, arguably, I think, the best GPS watch in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, it really is. And there's no subscription fees, guys. There's nothing you have to worry about monthly. You buy it once, you go for it. But if you're into stats or you want to get into it, you're going to like it. I I got a feeling. Give it a shot. Uh, Lastly, just want to thank FootJoy. Frank, I got a huge FootJoy box over there with a bunch of new threads that that we're going to tear into today. But FootJoy, guys, the number one outerwear brand in golf. Always committed to helping us extend the golf season as long as possible by providing the best gear to make every day playable. The new Hydro Tour, I'm sorry, the new Hydro Series line of rain jackets includes several options that provide the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up. So, you know, new to the FootJoy Performance is this Hydro rain Jacket. we here today. Love it. It's cold out there. This thing withstands the wind. Like, it just kind of knocks right off it. But the best thing about this, is, and I've been talking about this a lot, this is a jacket that just kind of fits to you. And when you swing a golf club, you don't even know you have it on. I mean, no one likes to wear a jacket when they play golf. But with this one, you can, mm-hmm. and you can get away with it. And it keeps you warm and waterproof. Love it. So play more golf this year. Get the gear you need to play in any condition. Visit FootJoy.com
0: M-E-D-P. All right, so we're going to dive into these goals. And like I said, as we do, I I encourage you guys to start thinking of some of your goals. And if you had some goals for 2020, also let us know how that pan out for you. But start to think of it because it is so important to set these goals. And as we were saying, we really lean on Shot Scope because it makes our lives so much easier. As you'll hear, a lot of these goals, it's important to be able to quantify them. Not every goal can be quantified, but if it's something you can quantify, it's much easier when you've got a device that is keeping those statistics for you. However, like I said, I don't wanna limit this to people who just have shot scope. It can be done. You can be done the old fashioned method with a pen and pa- paper and just jotting it down when you're out there, talking about distractions. I believe that's a distraction. So I like having the shot scope with me and having it do it in the background plus the stats are a little deeper shot scope even now will let you select your different lie like if you want to look at your approaches mm-hmm. your 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 approach percentage from the rough from,
1: from the rough from right.
0: the fairway all yep. those of things that would be very difficult to jot down while you're out there so it is it is something that like i said it, it does help us quite a bit and you'll see that as we kind of run through um one thing like i said a couple notes first as you set those goals, like we talked about earlier, set those attainable goals and set those stretch goals. We'll talk about those more in a second. And for me this year, one thing you're going to see is I put a heavy, heavy focus on putting. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of those goals is, is enacting some sort of plan to help you reach those goals. So what we did and, and, me personally, and you worked with these coaches on some other things as well. But I worked with uh, Matt Wilson at Baltistral, uh, Brad Worthington at Pound Ridge, um, and we've done also all these things. I work with my my putting, and we've also done a number of putting episodes this year on the podcast. In fact, the last I think two episodes I think that dominated
1: the the pods this year. Yeah, last year we're was about putting, putting yeah. and
0: and I a big part of that is because, like I said, if you're new to the show, you know we are not. Professional golfers, we're not professional instructors. We are guys who just like learning this game. And as we're learning it, we're talking about it here. So, obviously, the topics that we're learning the most about is what we're going to be discussing the most. Mm -hmm. So, we put a heavy focus on putting this year. I think putting is one of those key holders to really unlocking a better score. Uh, And I've seen that. I've scored a little bit better this year, and we'll dive into it in a second. So, let me run through a couple of my goals and we'll run through yours. And then we'll run through our 2020 goals first. And then we'll talk about 2021. Perfect. So the first goal that I had set for myself uh, was I wanted a 35% green in regulation, um, green in regulation for the year. So going back, I had 23% in 2018, 27% in 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, And I ended up with 33% in 2020. So while I didn't reach my goal, I think the more important thing to look at here is that trend. I was mm. 2% yep. short, but I I jumped up 6% better greens and regulation over the year before. So I think that's evidence right there that by put, setting a goal and putting a focus on it, the effect was what I wanted. I wanted more greens and regulation. I don't think the way to look at this is to say I failed. You know, cuz cuz I think that puts a bad spin on it. Right. The reality is I didn't hit my goal, but I got to look at it and say the effect, you know, there's the ends and the means, the Mm -hmm. means is I, I, I was, I'm moving in the right direction. So that was an important one. And, and that's something, like I said, looking at the shot scope, I can see that it was 33%, uh, greens and regulation. Um, another one here was less than 10%, three putts Uh. I wanted. Okay. Cause three putts, if you want to see what's going to hurt in your score, if you're three putting, that's a big one. And in uh, 2019, I was at 14%. Um, but at, in 2020, let's see here in 2020, I went down to 7%. So I hit my goal. So I was, there I, you go. I, I got below 10% in, uh, in, in three putts. So that was an important one. And I think a big part of that can be attributed to exactly what i was saying. That's where I had put so much of my focus. So much of those that work we did. Um, Brad Worthington taught us an incredible drill, which was so simple. And we talked about some of these in our putting episodes previously, but he talked about just taking a tee and setting it one foot behind the hole and practice putting and making sure that all of your putts finish either in the hole or before that tee so you're not leaving them too short. It was a great pace control um, uh, you know, strategy, a practice right. strategy, because pace control is a big thing that leads to three putts. So if you end up blowing them by too far now that that second putt is a knee knocker so by working on my pace control with simple drills that you know, cost no more than a T, you know, putting a T in the ground. Um, you, you'd be surprised at how much over time. And, and and there's also being realistic that knowing that these things don't change overnight. Brad was like, okay, now practice that for, you know, a couple seasons and you'll be surprised at right. how great a part Absolutely. you are down the road. Yep. You know, he's not saying like it's just going to happen. Right. But I did see a, a, an improvement, but it was not like a dramatic improvement. You know, I, I ended up with this about 7% less. Three putts, so that's important. Um, another one I said again. I said a lot of putting goals. I said another goal of mine was to have less than thirty putts per round average. Um, so in in twenty nineteen, I had thirty two point six putts per round according okay. to ShotScope. In twenty twenty, I had thirty one point five average. So close, mm-hmm. but not quite my goal. So my goal was was less than thirty. I got to thirty one point five, but again, what am I looking at? The trends, yes. Like the trends are in the right direction. It, it, it. Also, it, it kind of helps because it all that work that you're putting in in your practice sessions are in a lot of ways like they're verified. They're, they they're, you, you're more motivated by when you see, okay, it's, it's happening, right? Because as golfers, we ebb and flow. We go through slumps, and and a lot of times where we quit on things is because we're out there and we're like. Oh, I've been working on my putting and I putt terrible today. Right. And you, you have this idea that you're just going to throw it out the window. Well, the reality is you're looking too zoomed in, you know, zoom out. And this is why we like, we don't do our goals over a month. We do it over the year and we'll go back and we'll look back. And that's when we'll say, look, though, I may have had one or two bad rounds here and there, but my average is still going in the right direction. So again, it reinforces that the work is working it's working man it's working that's good you need that you well, do you do keeps you going man so here's my last goal from last year and then we'll go through your goals okay. and we'll talk about next year's goals this was my stretch goal my stretch goal it was a kind of a long shot and i said i wanted to get to a single digit handicap now i ended the year a 2019 and 11.3 handicap now one thing i will say this one is kind of I'm on the fence with how I feel about this because the reality is in 2020, I did not enter many scores for handicap. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the rounds that you saw us out there playing were not ones that I would want to enter. They were, they were, a lot of those rounds were challenges, stealing clubs. Obviously, you're not (laughs) going to be entering where you're stealing clubs or best ball or worst ball. You see us out there filming these challenges, which are not rounds that you can just, you know, you're playing for your handicap to enter. I truly believe that if you're going to enter a round for your handicap, that should be a round where you. You know, play by the rules all the way through. You know, no mulligans, no, right. gimmies, no gimmies, nothing like yep. that. Enter it. So I only entered a handful, and unfortunately, it didn't move my my handicap much at all. I ended up with an eleven point six as of the end of twenty twenty. Um So not yeah, much movement. We didn't get to there. that singles, but again, like you said, it's it's going to be hard. With right, what and we even do. in a crazy year, the handicap yep. remained about the same. So uh, again. It's something that I will continue to push for, but I think as I do these small goals, just like you said, your small goals led to you breaking eighty for the first time. Right. I think if I keep focusing on these small goals, it'll just happen where that, that handicap will eventually drop into that coveted single digit zone. I think so. Yeah. I think I think I think we are single digit handicappers. Yeah. I think we're 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 high
1: nines, maybe even low tens. Again, we're just like you said, we're out there doing so much. Our mental game is completely out the window.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, it does make it harder.
1: I mean, you go out there with no equipment. I know we keep talking about it. You go out there, you're going to fire a beautiful round. You're going to be in the zone. I just have a feeling. We're much better golfers without the cameras. Okay maybe yeah but we'll, we'll never no one, try because no we love know. to record it
0: no one will we'll ever know it. if we don't record <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, i know all right let's talk about your goals
1: okay so <clears throat> i want to put a heavy focus on trying to shallow out my swing um in 2020 you know not being so steep or trying to hit up on the drives trying to get more distance that way yeah. um and you know also putting a little focus on You know, scoring better, hitting more greens. Now, I've worked with Matt Wilson, like you said, Kevin Sprecher. We were talking about, you know, hitting up on it. Talked to him countless times about it, and um, you know, I'll get to the numbers in a second. But it was that was one of my main goals for my swing, and I don't know if I've even really conquered it yet. I think I think I'm still working through it. I'm still struggling with it. Um, It just doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel natural doing here because I feel like I'm. I can't get a full swing in here. I don't know if it's just an excuse, but it's just something I want to work on this off season. Is just take that what I learned from him, from all those guys, put it all together, and make that my big thing. So that was that was my goal last year, but it's going to be my goal again this year. Gotcha. All right. So uh, as far as the numbers go, it's funny. I'm listening back to the episode. I want that. I want to have 39 percent greens in regulation. That was your
0: goal last year, and you
1: thing? were like, "Oh, it's you know, it's pretty pretty particular." I said, "Well, it's you know, I wanted to have a certain number. I forget what it was. It Was five or six per round? It equaled you know, 39 okay, yeah. percent." Now, I had 22% in 2019, so it's weird. I actually went down. I was at 20%. So, I mean, again, I don't want to make it look like I failed, like you said, but I want to say, you know, this offseason along with the other goal, I think it's like a two-part thing. Somehow work on a strategy with a coach or whatever –
0: how to hit more greens in regulation well you know what i remember that was your focus because the the multiple coaches we work with this year i remember you explicitly saying my trouble is hitting the green on my approach shots yes and and what's so funny is like we talked about here your short game is so darn good because you miss the green is that why i'm just like i'll just get it up there i don't know i mean it's a great thing to know you can rely on your short game to get you close uh, because when you miss those greens, man, you end up chipping it close.
1: Chip it close, and one um, or two putt and move but out. But you're
0: so aware of it because I remember you you said it with Brad Worthington and be like, "This is my range that I like." I think we were, had a drive and you're maybe a six iron or seven iron out and be like, "This is my range, Brad. I missed the green." Yeah. And, but he worked with you. I think whatever that is that he that focus, man. You focus on that, you're gonna unlock that. I think quickly.
1: so. I think so. So that's gonna be one of my focuses. But here's the cool thing: my fairways went up big time, <clears throat> fairways and regulations. Forty yeah. percent. Um, you know, I I think that's really good to have forty percent. You know, greens hit. My goal next year is to have fifty percent. I mean, forty percent fairways hit. Four ways, fairways hit per round.
0: That's terrific.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, so let's think about this. So not including par threes, there's about fifteen fairways in a round. So I hit about six to seven per round. That means next year I want to hit you know seven or eight. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's pretty attainable. And I think that will lead to more greens in regulation. Yeah, I actually got a medal. One of my medals, my shot scope medal, was nine fairways in regulation in one round this year at, at Brook, And I played damn well. Yeah. So there you go. It leads uh, leads to that. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, putting. Yep. Like you, looking at my shot scope stats, I didn't really put a big emphasis on putting this year. You know, I didn't practice it that much. I didn't do much. But my putting was actually pretty good this year. I was actually pretty happy with it. Um, in 2019, Um, I had 12% three putts, and then in 2020, last year, I I went to 9%, so I improved, and then I had a lot, look at this, I had, I went from 28% one putts to 30%, Wow, you know, so 30% of my putts were one putts, I thought that was really great, so um, putting for me feels good, and proximity, this is pretty cool. This went from 21 feet down to 16 feet. So I'm getting them tighter to the hole.
0: Well, there there Again, goes your three putts. There goes two. your two putts.
1: So guys, I mean, how cool are these stats to have yeah. at your fingertips? You know, so that was it for me uh, as far as numbers. Then in, the, in that episode, I said I wanted a clearer mind as I addressed the ball. I failed.
0: What do you think was, why was your tribute to failing there?
1: I, I never accomplished this because I, I just, I didn't have a really good consistent pre-shot routine. So maybe that's mm-hmm. the answer. Maybe it's like, all right, Mike. Maybe develop that. Or maybe I need to do something new. Maybe pick, design a new pre-shot routine or just try to be consistent with the pre-shot routine I have because I think that will give me a clearer mind off the ball. I talked to Greg Angelillo. You've seen him in a bunch of videos yeah. with us. Um, he talked about it how he's... Uh, the ability to tell the stories on the course when he's with us and then when he stands over the ball, it all goes out the window and he's just focused.
0: Yeah. How do you do that? A lot of guys will just use part of their pre-shot routine as a trigger to just focus in. But I would ask you then... When you say your mind's not clear, it's not, what is it, what is it cluttered with? Is it swing thoughts? Is it, is it, you know, concern of like the numbers of like, I have to do this here to shoot this score or is it something totally, are you cluttered with outside, outside stuff? I
1: want to be able to just stand over a ball and just be like, all right, nice and smooth front pin, got room in the back, smooth swing and go.
0: Okay, so you're saying you're not, because a lot of golfers are cluttered with swing thoughts and that right. ties them up yeah. mentally and not. I want to have you're a saying game playing, visualize stuff. It. Yes, and I'm just, yeah.
1: instead, I'm over the ball like maybe adrenaline's up a little bit. The other guys behind me on the tee? Is the camera set up? Let's right, go. right, right, right. And like now your heart's racing a little bit more. Maybe you're out of it a little bit.
0: I got to find a clear yeah. mind out there. I yeah. don't know. I think one of those keys is exactly that people find one swing thought. And then just yeah, maybe that's say, just it. Just need like a the swing f- thought. Focus it's on like happy just Gilmore, that. go to your happy
1: place. Go to your, you here. know, it's a funny
0: thing, but like mate, that's
1: it. Go to your happy place. I want to see
0: Mike's happy place. <laughs> you don't like, want to see my happy place. No. <laughs> <laughs> happy <laughs> Gilmore's happy place, I can imagine what Mike's but, must be. Oh my god. Oh my uh, god. It's just raining divots. Yep,
1: yep. But uh but that's that and, and then three birdies in a round I I mentioned on the pod. I failed. I had two birdies in a round uh, at Mansion Ridge back in June and I've had so many opportunities for three. Uh, you know, I've had many birdie putts in around. I just didn't knock that down. Um, and that's pretty much it. I just wanted to mention these leaderboard stats, which I'm proud of. I'm 58th on the golf city leaderboard out of, out of, uh, I believe it was like 400. Yeah. Something. The
0: leaderboard grew a lot. It's huge. This year. Yeah. I had
1: 5,725 points. I'm 58th of there out of five, 450 people and 31.5 average in 2020. What is this thing? Oh, 237th out of almost 500 on, um, what was that stat? I didn't even write that stat down. So ignore that one.
0: Yeah, there's, but there's so many, and if you're not already on the golf, I leaderboard, if you've got the shots, scope, make sure you join it. The code is G I C I T Y. Uh, it's, and again, we, we worked that in a little bit last year talking about where we were, uh, with those, because I know I wanted to improve and, and move up the leaderboard in certain places. I think that that little bit of friendly competition that the yeah. leaderboard gives is another mm-hmm. one of those drivers. that drives us to, to play better. Um, all right, right. So looking forward. Looking forward. So looking forward, and, and again, I tried to change instead of just doing the same goals and then just increasing the numbers a little bit. I tried to change them around in my thought process a little bit. So for one goal that I said, you talk about medals, right? I think the shot scope medals are a great thing that can serve as um, cherry picking certain goals because a medal can be a goal. Uh, and one that I looked at again, I want. I know. I know that greens and regulation are one of the biggest drivers that that show whether you score. Well or not. Yes. So I want to keep hammering away on, on greens regulation. But I thought instead of just setting a number for the whole season and then just having it kind of this lofty bigger goal for the year, again, focusing on smaller goals, I said I want I'm gonna go after the eight greens of regulation in one round medal on shot scope. Wow. I think last year my best was maybe six or seven. I haven't hit eight. But I thought if I can go in with the focus of just trying to get eight greens in regulation, it's going to automatically get me to the point where I'm getting more greens in regulation because that is where I'm putting my attention and my focus. But I want to see, like I said, my average green in regulation in 2020 was 33%. In order to get eight great greens in regulation on an 18 hole round, that would be 44%. So it's not so out of reach it could happen mm-hmm. um, but I think like I said if I go in and, and so many times we go in like our only game plan for a round is to shoot a certain number yep. and I think that's where we, we fall short instead if I go in like my game plan today is to try to unlock the eight greens and regulation medal, then I'm focused on that, and the score will fall into place. Get the ball on the green. Right. I'll do the things that I need to do to try to get that ball on the green. Take a peek over here at this medal as you're talking. 11? You had 11 greens in regulation somewhere? But, But
1: what did it lead to? My one and only break 80 round
0: oh uh, there you go that
1: was my that was my 79 this year my one and only time i broke 80 i'm looking i was like 11 greens regulation where was that
0: sure enough Apple sure greens, enough. yeah that is it and then if you can put these pieces together like i could talk about putting i mean you want the recipe for scoring hit your greens and putt. that's that's it you that's know what it. i mean now i know that's an oversimplification. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is sometimes we need that. We need that simplification of saying, what, what do I focus on? What do I go after? So I'm going to say, I'm going to go after that eight greens of regulation medal. So there's a, maybe your medal, Maybe you're a little bit better golfer than I am. Maybe your medal is 10. Maybe that's what you're going after. Or maybe you're newer to the game and yours is three. Start somewhere mm-hmm. and just try. And then once you do it, it, it's like we talk about with the guys at game-like training, that gamification. Uh, it's like when we used to play Mario Brothers as a kid. It was... The whole thing wasn't one level. You had to beat different levels yeah. and unlock the next level. And that's what kept us in it. That's what kept our mo- motivation. That's what kept our attention. Same thing with this. Set that level, level up. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: You know what I love about these medals, too? Did you know we played a U.S. women's open course this year?
0: Where did we play? If you
1: had to take a guess, where do you think?
0: The U.S. women's. I'm, I you're remember when we were playing down in Atlantic City because no, I remember yeah, they no, had. You're not going to get this.
1: Mazellum Springs.
0: They played the yeah oh, the U.S. Women's Open. Right? I don't know when.
1: Does it say when on the on the? It doesn't say when. Did she
0: so played a U.S.? That was some course. Oh, Ms. Some Allen. course. We'll probably be was, back there at some point. Yep. Um, another one that I had, again, trying to focus more granularly this year. I want to have at least one round with no three putts. So while I'm working on bringing my three putts down across the board, again. I'm going to focus more specifically. Be like I'm going to go into this round with saying I just want to avoid the three putt. So I'll be obviously more focused on things like proximity and stuff like that. But focusing on that goal will bring down my my putts per round overall. So that's important. Um, one that's a little bit less quantifiable. I mean, I can still there's still plenty of of stats that we can use to to put a number on this. But I got to work on my short game, especially chipping. Uh, I think a big part of this was brought to light for me when we were out at that connecticut golf academy Mm -hmm. and you just saw these young kids who were up and comers. i mean these are kids who are aspirations to play on tour someday and the amount of time of of, you took their their whole day as like a pie chart Mm -hmm. you know the the biggest slice of that pie is going to be working on short game they were just out there and they were deadly deadly with their short game and even just watching um uh you know this weekend i was watching tiger and and charlie you know with with playing with his son and obviously he's got the kid's incredible Mm -hmm. right off the bat but you can see what he's learning from his dad is learning the short game early and and he pulled off some short game shots as an 11 year old kid that i can't pull off my wildest dreams yeah. i saw him hit a, a greenside bunker shot and he managed to put so much spin on it it dropped dead. dropped dead and i'm like how did he do that but i just know that's important and especially like i said chipping and the good news about this is it's something i can work on at home i'm going to work on it a lot more so i looked at it my 2020 average proximity to the hole was 12 feet i'm going to see if i can beat that that will be one thing that'll help me quantify that nice all right yeah. and then my last one is going to be Again, a little bit more of just like I, I'm thinking of it more as like a motto, like for the year than than even a goal. But that's just keeping the ball in play. Hmm. Again, looking at when you, you get into that being like a what we call a smart golfer, right? And just saying like what leads to better score. Smart, good golfers just keep the ball in play. Newer golfers, you know, a lot of times they're just hacking away at it as hard. They're trying to move the ball as far as they can at all times, and a lot of times it leads to an errant shot. What you know, ball in the lake. Yep, ball OB. Yep. Those are the quickest things to add that score. Like go right through the roof. So I'm gonna try a little bit harder. Um, to, it's gonna like I said, it's gonna be harder to track this one is from a stat standpoint. But things like small goals, like play the a whole round with the same ball. You know, just like try that. to lose less balls. Yep. Things like that, yep. losing them to OB, mm-hmm. losing them to the whatever the fescue. Mm-hmm. Just by keeping that ball in play. Um, it's just. I think about it all the time. I think about like even like when you think about a four hundred yard hole. I mean, that's like four, one, four 100 yard shots. Everybody can hit a one hundred yard shot, you know yeah. what I mean? But yep. we'll get ourselves in trouble by chasing the ball back and forth all the way around it. So even if I have to dial it down in certain spots and play a, a shot that I'm a little bit more, a little bit more you know understanding of, a little bit more comfortable with, whatever it takes, keeping the ball in play is what I'm going to really work on this that's year. Awesome, dude. Yeah. All right, let's talk about your 2021 goals.
1: All right, so I kind of highlighted a bunch, a little bit of them. I kind of gave you the answer when I was talking about last year's goals. So just to recap, uh, well, first, I want to talk about getting back into shape. I mean, 2020 was kind of a derailment. You know, I went from getting in my car and driving to work every day to just staying in my pajamas and working in my home office, which is great. I mean, it's been great as far as convenience, but, you know, it does force you to just... Eat more at home, be yeah. less healthy. The gym is closed now. I've got nowhere to work out. So I've taken some steps this year to improve my health and my, you know, getting back into shape with some more equipment, bringing yeah. some new equipment mm-hmm. into the house and, and doing some things there. Um, so that's one of my big goals. I think, you know, just as far as those numbers, greens and regulations, I want to just throw these out there because I want to be able to look back on them next year. Let's go 30% greens. And fairways at 50%, like I said. Try to knock down three putts to 7%. That's and you're at, where are you at now with Greens Regulation? 20. 20. So you got to get 10 more percent. That's going to okay. be my biggest focus because, again, I showed you those 11 that I had in that round I broke 80. I also had the medal for five consecutive Greens Regulations hit, consecutive hit in that wow, same round. Five. I was lights out that, that round because I was hitting my Greens, man. You know, I had a lot of two putts a day. I wasn't draining a lot of one putts, but I was just making par and moving on. Making it, par it, it and moving teaches on.
0: teaches you you're capable of it. Capable of it, man. You can do it. It's yep. just a matter of doing it every time. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. So, greens in regulation, guys. When you, when you hear us next year, this time, I'm going to be talking about that a lot. And hopefully that that does grow, because I think if that grows, there's going to be a lot more 70s on the scorecard. Yeah. Um, What else? I want to play a U.S. Open course and get a medal. That's a 2021 goal. Whether it's Pinehurst Two, whether it's Kiawah, whether it's wherever else we end up, yeah, God willing, um, you know that's it. And then the last thing for me, just to kind of button it all up, is just more friendly rounds. We had fun every time we're out there with like you know Greg or Kevin or Pete, yes, like some of those yeah. guys. And you know those are the rounds where you walk off and like you don't even care what happened out there, right? You just you're home like that was just a cool. thing, like because you know especially now this year we're not being able to hang out and see people that you know that we miss. You know golf is the only way we can do it. Right. So, you know, some of those rounds taught us that this year. Like, I missed this. And hopefully we can get back to hanging out
0: indoors and being with people this year. But, you know, more friendly rounds is on my list. Yeah. And we always say here, we were all about trying to get better and improving. But for me, score, if you put it on the hierarchy of what's important to me in golf, it's not in that top spot. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, I always say, I far more remember the experience of being there, playing a course, who I was with, the mm-hmm. memories that were made out there, yeah. then I remember the score. And a great example is that round we played with Pete at Manhattan Woods. Right. It was a bucket list course we've always wanted to play. Pete became a member and we, you know, immediately was gracious enough to invite us out. Again, this year, not getting to see everybody face to face. I mean, I think we're all a little bit tired of these these Zoom, uh, Zoom Hangout, whatever we call them. You know, like happy hours. At this point, you just want to see your friends and just being able to be out there on the golf course. It's safe. It's outdoors. It's distant, but just interact and and I'll I'll just I remember that day. You know, I remember remember the fun we had with this having some sandwiches at the turn. Yeah, like I said, there was new one-liner jokes that we'll never forget. Exactly. You know, like new things happen. So that I mean, to me, that's what. Really sets golf apart. It's such a, a community experience, and there's so many ways to enjoy it beyond the score. Hundred percent. There's just so many ways. So I see you created a new segment for us here. Take yeah, us through this before fun. we wrap it up today. I'll
1: call it this year, next year. Okay. All right. We'll talk about some of the you know most fun, coolest, hardest, toughest, whatever from last year, and talk about a couple of things that we hope to achieve this year. Kind of rapid fire. So let's talk about it. We kind of just hit it most fun round of the year and you guys are probably going to see this video in a week or so we just talked about it when we played around with our buddy pete chiropractor
0: over yeah. at manhattan woods i think that was my favorite round of the year yeah i hope you guys enjoy this video as much as we enjoy playing with pete because pete is a character mm-hmm. he's one of the most genuine down to earth guys ever, but man, he'll make you laugh. And, uh, and he's a a genius in his
1: craft. He is. I know he's helped you tremendously.
0: Tremendously. I ended up going to him with my back. And like I said, I spoke with Will, but Will's across the country. So locally I've I've worked with Pete on my back for a long time. He set me up with a, an incredible physical therapist. He's TPI certified. He He is TPI certified. He's really hands on. He's really the only I trust with my back. Uh, but he's also, he's been a great friend for many, many, many years in fact it's funny before we even started golficity i remember we used to go out on the weekends and play all the munis with, with pete. pete you know he would yep. be our third and it would just uh but that was like, that he was, was the reason
1: why we i think we started turning cameras on we're like i think the world needs to see comedy to like see this pete. on the golf yes, course exactly so check that video out when it comes out but yes you can agree that that was your that was most for fun sure. yeah. Uh, toughest test of golf this year, I think. For me, Ramsey Country Club or Ramsey Golf and Country Club, because of all the variables thrown our way, yeah. I mean, it's a hard enough course as it is. It's a fifty-five hundred par sixty-nine. That's super tight. I mean, there's like three fairways in the, in, in the length of like what a normal fairway would be. Yeah. Um, it's that tight, and we had rain pouring, rain. You had trains, and you had shared fairways, and it was just. I think for me, the toughest.
0: That was a Always wild a round, test. and that video you guys can check out. It poured. Poor to job. the point where it was hard to hold on to the golf clubs club. were slipping, but yeah. it was just that. That was a big one. But another one, sneaky tough, Sunset Valley, especially those yep. closing holes. Do you remember? It said in the book. I remember this too. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was what the sixteenth hole. And it said it was it was like this hole's the easiest hole in the golf course. It's a brief, brief reprise from what's about what's to about come. What's about to come.
1: I think it was like the 15th. because I think it
0: was like a stretch of holes. Right. It was yeah, like the last three. Like yeah. But the whole the whole thing was was murder. And we we went into that. We played best ball there. Yeah. And we still struggled. We struggled on best that, ball. That was a difficult that was a course you couldn't get above the hole. Remember? You had to be below the hole. Mm. Uh and we didn't we didn't know like it kind of took us by surprise it wasn't a course that locally has a big rep for being like the big challenge yeah you know it wasn't yep. like a Beth page black like you nope. know you're in trouble no no warning sign on your way in and it snuck up on us and that was a tough 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 hole
1: by the way everyone want, everyone wants us to try worst ball at Beth page oh my god
0: yeah I mean we're you're in for a nightmare <laughs>
1: <laughs> the caddies would kill us yeah uh, so all right next one best shot of the year I mean this is hard to remember I mean I don't know how many shots we've had this year I tried to go through shots go and I was like Let let me just start with distance i mean did i boom any um i had a 336 yard drive on the, on the shot scope dashboard
0: that's a boom and
1: that was that was a boom i mean i don't know if it was downhill or not but hey man that number was staring me in the face and um i don't remember where it was from i'm trying to figure out where it was
0: if you go into your shot scope da- uh, dashboard you should be able to click the shot
1: all right i'll click that you- and i also remember like i've had a, a handful a handful of long putts this year yeah. like i feel like every year i've got every the one year. like at ely like there's always just those. one yeah um but i felt like the the
0: flat stick was hot for every me. year you get a couple of bombs yep. from downtown both with the putter and the drive right right while you look that up i'll tell you that for me this is a tough question when i saw you put this question i'm like what am i going to say here i had a couple notables one was my tee shot on 17 at hamilton farm which i just you know when you have a plan and it executes exactly the way you want you just that just makes you feel good cuz sometimes we hit a great shot but we weren't necessarily planning it like we may be end, end aiming for the center of the the uh the green and we end up close to the pin yep. you know whatever in this case i just the plan just worked. A nice high fade towards yeah, that, yeah. and I ended up, uh, I think, four feet, put it in for birdie. And then similarly, Mazellum Springs, the third hole, another par three, hit a great tee shot. Uh, we all thought it, from the elevated tee was hard to see. We thought it was rolling towards the the hole. We caught it on the drone. It was a great shot. Another five feet from the the hole. Uh, but if I had to say my number one best shot. It was actually something that would normally look unremarkable, but it's because of what it taught me, and that was that low spinning wedge shot I hit at Pound Ridge with Brad Worthington, um, where he we were doing a playing lesson, and he just I had about a seventy yard shot, and he was teaching me that day how to hit some a shot I've always wanted to hit, which was that slow spinning wedge, because I've always relied on getting my wedges way up in the air to stop them. I never had enough spin, and mm-hmm. he was teaching me contact. We talked about with the impact, you know, yep. bag the smash bag and i just surprised myself like it was just one of those ones it was coming out low towards the green and i would normally i'm like clenching my teeth because i'm thinking it's going to hit the screen and skip off the back it hit and one hopped and stopped yeah and i'm like wow wow and just knowing now i can play that shot Mm -hmm. that made it the best shot for me because now i'm trying to play that shot all the time all the time yeah i found that drive you found take a guess where it was Apple greens. Oh, yeah. The on 79. Of the year.
1: So it goes to show you everything was clicking that day. But how did I finish? That was a par five. I ended up hitting 192 yards, six iron over the green, 11-yard chip shot on two putt for par. So crazy. everything was working that See, day. See,
0: I told you, all you gotta do is you gotta click the shot and shot scope. It takes you right there. Yeah,
1: it's perfect. Um, we did best shot of the year. Okay, best video of the year. I kind of had f- a lot of fun with aggressive versus conservative. You know, Dawn it, Patrol. Dawn Patrol. I mean, we were literally up at like 4.45. We got to the course in the five o'clock hour. Bally Owen was kind enough to let us go out on the 17th hole before the, the, the first tee time went out. I think we had like two and a half hours of the course to ourselves, or that hole to ourselves. Yeah. And we did a, you know, six shot or six attempt three going aggressive on a par five and three doing a layup conservative on a par five fun video learned a lot I think that's what and my what
0: we learned in that video I still apply to my game today go for it yep I yeah. just I, I there's so many other spots on those par fives and stuff I'll pull out that three wood instead of trying to, to lay it up and leave myself a wedge yeah and it just worked well. Right. For me, I think the most fun was was our FPV. I don't channel. know how I forgot about this. I was trying to yeah. think about this. Yeah, it we was were fun. laughing the whole time. We had such a great time out there. That was a big thanks to Hollowbrook for for mm. letting us to to you know use their facility for something like that. I think between that and the video, we did the skills challenge. Skills challenge. Yeah, that was fun too. That I was just like those spots where we can do something different and bring our creativity and have fun out there. Yep. And the FPV drone. I, I mean, want to do
1: more of that this year, yeah. some of those challenges. I think those were fun. And just as a bonus, I'll throw in the uh, Hydro Tour water bucket video.
0: That was fun. That <laughs> yeah, so. was fun. But that day, I mean, just like all of us getting out there, just geeking out about having fun with both golf and this technology. Mm. And it, that was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: for sure. Favorite course of the year? Why don't you go first here?
0: My favorite course was Arcola.
1: Yeah, was your um, first time?
0: <clears throat> my first time getting to play it. Um, I thought I loved the the whole vibe there. Um, you know, it was just from from the members to the caddies, it was just terrific. Uh, it was a course I've always wanted to play because when I used to live around the corner from there, it was in my backyard. Never got a chance to play it, and I just love the challenge of those lightning fast greens, super fast fourteens. Yeah, I like that course. <laughs> yeah, for me it was Hamilton Farm because it's something I've heard
1: about, never played it. Um, it was on my. New, New Jersey bucket list or tri-state area bucket list, um, and we finally got out there. And, and what I liked about it is just I love that. It was like that rustic, like that farm life. You know, having some of those farm equipment, the barns, yep. um, the wi- I love wide open fairways. That was like the big thing for me. Yeah. And you know everything was just pristine and beautiful shape. The clubhouse was nice. I mean, the whole experience was beautiful. I got a chance to walk through the the clubhouse, which was huge, and the you know the pro shop, and to see everything. Uh, I put it up there. It's probably my
0: favorite. No, it's truly a beautiful place. Yep. It was just great getting the photos and the drone work from there. Uh-huh. We were very fortunate on that one.
1: Very fortunate. All right, Frank. Best new piece of equipment this year. I thought this was a hard one because we've made a lot of changes. Yeah, you know, SMA, it's TSI's. Um, uh, in the v3 you know so you know I, it's hard for me to pick they're all so great they've all been kind of game-changing the wedge game has been great this year love the sm8s the tsi driver i'm hitting it further dispersion's tighter and the v3 it's like light it's it's night and day compared to the v2 yeah so i mean i i'm gonna put them all together i mean all of my those equipment
0: upgrades it's hard for me to pick me too but i, was... I mean i guess if you had to pick one what would if i had to pick one I'd say it's the TSI 2. I, I hit more fairways this year than I ever have yeah, before. Yeah, that's been a game changer. And for it was you. also the first time I can remember in many many years driving the green on a par four, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. we did at 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 what do you call it? Uh, uh, just the video we just did where we did best ball at uh, where was that? Which um, hole was that? I'm trying to remember now. I'm playing it back through. You're going back to Sunset Valley? No, no, no. No, Worst Ball. No, this is... Oh, sorry. It was Worst Ball. Worst correct, Ball. Correct. Okay. Correct. So that would be at uh, Hollowbrook. Mm-hmm. Hollowbrook. We both drove that green. Yours just rolled off the right. Mine oh, yeah, off the back. yes, yes, yes. And I just remember... That was after I was kissing the TSI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that w- I'm genuinely impressed with that. And what I'm really most excited for in 2021 are, the A, we just put the TSI uh three woods in the bag so i haven't had them out on the course yet and that was when i look at my shot scope data i have almost no usage of my three wood because i haven't had much confidence in it and the way kevin sprecker fit me to this new tsi uh two um i have so much more confidence i can hit that ball high i can do more with it so i think that's gonna make me a more versatile golfer um so yeah i think those that that if i had to pick one that would be it but all those all of all the above. It's yeah. it's been great equipment upgrades. Uh,
1: best shot scope medal this year. Well, we kind of touched on that. I'll just throw two at you. I had the Royce Brook nine fairways in
0: regulation, and those eleven greens in regulation at Apple Greens. So again, there's your goal. You you can get to your goal. I can. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, again, uh, it was a green in regulation streak as well. I had three consecutive green in regulation streaks streak at Mansion Ridge, and I think it's moments like that that really make you feel like. A golfer. Makes you feel like the golfer you want to be. When it's not just that one off, like, hey, you play that hole great, but when you have three holes in a row Mm -hmm. where you're on and green regulation and putting for birdie. You know that that just feels good. Yeah, it's an it's a big confidence booster. Absolutely. um Twenty twenty one must play course. I'm going to put Pinehurst number two on there. That'll get my U.S. Open medal for yeah, me. It sure will. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put Whistling straights which yeah. is funny because both courses are courses we were supposed to play in 2020, and both were canceled trips because of COVID. Did we just cop out and just pick the courses that we think we might be playing this year? No, I mean uh, we really wanted we, want we, we were headed <laughs> there because we both genuinely wanted to play yeah, there and I, definitely and I want think it just carries over.
1: Those are two great videos I'd love to bring out this year. No doubt about it. Uh, uh bu- 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 new and equipment new equipment this year. Um I don't know. I I maybe maybe new hybrid uh we haven't really done hybrids since the the old 917s. Yeah, we've we got, didn't even do the T S right. Like the 3 but we skipped that. And maybe a new rangefinder coming soon. You know, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll talk I'm about that. I'm excited because I... I, we, we, because Hybrid's the like ga- the missing piece, right? Right. We yeah. had the games with the TSI driver and the TSI uh, fairway metal. Just makes sense. Um, they just have not released the TSI hybrid yet, but we know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, you know, the first thing we're going to be is knocking on Kevin Sprecker's door. Get yeah. down there and, and give that a go.
1: Uh, this one kind of slipped in there at the last minute, Frank. Sorry. On your 2021 podcast guest goal.
0: Ah, okay.
1: You know, I mean, for me, I, Justin Thomas he's my guy You know just I like his personality I like how he composes himself I like watching him on tour I love seeing him win with his dad I think Mike Thomas is a great guy I had a chance to speak with Mike briefly A couple of times in fact we um, I saw him at Ridgewood walking around um, As well as uh, he's always at the PGA show In the Titleist booth Yeah, And I've talked to him on email a bunch of times In fact I reached out to get Justin on the show Before his first PGA Tour win in Malaysia I do remember that And Mike Thomas wrote me back and said, you know, we'd love to have him have him on your show, but he's just really busy right now with schedule. Uh, let's try again in a couple of weeks. Sure enough, he went on this tear, tear in the fall season, right. and he became Justin Thomas. Yeah, and the juice you gave he was got. I gave him the juice via <laughs> email. Via email. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's my guest goal. It'd be kind of cool.
0: That would be really. Cool.
1: We were fortunate. We had a lot of PGA Tour guys on the on the show last year, like Lanto and Morgan Hoffman, we did. Brandon Wu.
0: All very different stories, and yeah. all all very interesting and cool insights for Big sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's I I'd tough, have right? to think about it. I, I I do like one of the my favorite things that we do on the podcast is when we get some of the mental game coaches on, um, because I feel like. It, you learn so much it's it's sometimes it's hard with with a podcast to describe physical swing motions mm-hmm. but you can learn so much from the mental game we've had Dr. Joseph Parent Zen Golf on every time those are my favorite episodes in fact the episode we did this year with him where we talked about getting your kids into the game yep. is something that i put a major pin in um because as soon as it's right now i, I my kids like Don't come out of the house too much right now with COVID. Um, But once everything is safe again, I'm going to start bringing my my daughter back out on the golf course. And I'm going to do what he said because his method um, for – for playing around with your kid and making sure that nobody comes out of it frustrated, I thought was brilliant. I thought so it was. You if know. you haven't had a chance to listen to that, go back and listen to that episode. Um, but I, I want to focus on getting some more mental game coaches on on the podcast um, because I think that it brings a lot of value to us and to the listeners. It does.
1: I mean, Doctor Perrin, he had that one tip. I mean, we always try to like you know hone in on our own game. And last time I played with my daughter at a par three course, like I was just worried about hitting greens and
0: sticking pins. Yeah, I didn't think to like hit the ball where she hits it. Right. Just to show her, like that's where we're gonna play, it. and it excites me because I know my sh- again my focus thing was short game. Mm-hmm. I, my short game would get better doing it would. that, having it to follow would. her ball around the court.
1: Absolutely. Um, company goals. This is kind of cool. We, we talked about this. We um, we want to hit forty thousand subs. So congrats. Yeah. You know, I think that's great. That's great on YouTube. Yep. And thank you. If if any of you who are subscribed, if you're not, please hop over there. You'll love the content. Um, Another thing we wanted to do in 2020 for the company was really start to build this media outlet, golficity, new headquarters, new personalities, more talent. And we did it. You know, we did that this year, despite, you know, we were limited a little bit. We were still able to start that transition to that. And um, for 2021, for me. I mean, it'd be great to see a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. That'd be yeah. wonderful. That's like kind of a really, really stretch goal uh, for us. And um, the other thing I'd say would be to bring back a lot of the destination and travel stuff no is, a, doubt. is a big goal for 2021. Just to be us.
0: traveling again and seeing people. And we had so many great things that required seeing people, collaborations and things like that on mm-hmm. the, on the docket. Um, we wanted to do more of, of these, what we call like our range sesh where we get some of these other yes. golf personalities out on the range and, and do a fun kind of off the cuff interview. We did one with Gary, Clark GM Golf. We kicked it off with him back in January and then I things hope shut we do that. down. So I'd love to be able to do you know, a lot more of that. But like you said, yeah, we've had some some great growth in Golficity. One of our big goals has been to bring more voices in. I, we always said that Golficity is all about creating the type of content that we want to see and we want to hear and be giving people outside of golf and like non-traditional stuff, giving voice to that. So um, I, I'm excited for big things with with, with Ronnie and his podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. Inside the Leather I love what Jeremy And Riley are doing With their style Their new style guys yep. they're going to be Breaking down all different Types of style stuff um, With that show And there's just so much The, the, the boys with Pin High Pin High uh, boys Are still going Their 60th episode They just recorded Great stuff And they had some Really great picks this year mm-hmm. If you play fantasy golf Those guys have, re- have picked some it. winners They yeah, really they have nailed it a couple times This year So uh, I'm excited for that And I g- agree Just continuing to work On, on, on growing golficity As a brand Brand and and bringing more of different and new and unique types of golf content to the audiences, that's, that's a huge goal. Yeah. Huge goal. Huge goal. And we appreciate all of you.
1: Yeah, I couldn't do this without you guys. I mean, if you're still sitting here after an hour and three minutes then,
0: you know, you're a loyal fan. So thank you. <laughs> we appreciate that. Well, we knew this was going to be a longer episode because it, it was one we always, we have fun I like these about long this. ones every now and then. You know what? And, yep. and honestly, if the f- cameras and the mics are off, we, you and i be sitting across the table right now talking about this anyway. Exactly. Talking about our goals and what we've done and, and what we want to do. Because like I said, it, it's so important to set those little beacons to keep you moving in the right direction. Otherwise, golf is a game that it's very easy to get stagnant. And anybody who feels like their handicap has been the same or they've been and shooting the same score for you know many many years now knows that. Mm-hmm. So the only way to break free of that is to set those goals, both those intermediary goals and those more lofty goals, the ones that push you out of your comfort zone because where you're shooting that same score that is your comfort zone. You need to be able to push yourself out of it. And it's and some of us don't want to because things like swing changes, sometimes people fear going to a lesson because a swing change they feel like it's going to set them back. Right. Because it does take time. It mm-hmm. does take time to get through that So you got to push yourself out of your comfort zone to make it happen. Um, But uh, hold on, did did we uh, lose that there? She's still recording. Okay, I think uh, something happened with our video. But anyway, we will um, we'll wrap it up by saying um, we'll wrap it up by saying. Let, let's hear you guys. Let's hear your goals. Okay. If you've got a goal that you set or like in the, in the past year, did you attain that goal? Did you not? What did you learn? Do you have goals for 2021? Whatever it may be, drop them in the comments or put them in the Facebook group. Let's get the conversation going. Cause we're excited to hear from you guys and hear a little bit more about it. Um, but, I'll tell you what, what better way to wrap it up than that? Yeah, seriously, you could do the old Justin Thomas route. Go on your phone, go into
1: Notepad, and jot down your goals. That's it. You know, if you want to be simple about it, that's how he did it. That's how those guys were doing it. Just put them down somewhere. Write them on paper. Write them anywhere. But definitely put your goals down and try to achieve them. Small goals will lead to big goals. It worked for me. It worked
0: for Frank this year in our game. So... Get after it and good luck, guys. Yep. And if you have that and you can look back at it before you're around, it'll be a reminder of what you need to do. So, guys, let, let us know those goals. Thanks, as always, for another great year. It's been it's been tremendous. And here's to a great- Here's to a great 2021. 2021. Let's get rid yeah. of COVID. Yeah, Let's get it off. the coffee. Off. Yeah, it says cheers on your can. So yeah, there no, you, you go. That's right. You know, let's get out of COVID and let's move on back to reality. Back to reality. All right. So thanks, guys, as always, for tuning in. You can get to the show notes of this week of everything we talked about by going to com slash episode 356, and we'll see you again next week.